0: what's going on everybody welcome to this episode of the man cave podcast appreciate you all tuning in if this is the first time you're listening where have you been welcome uh to the uh, to the podcast if you are a regular listener we always appreciate appreciate you coming by quick reminder don't forget to follow and subscribe for free to the podcast uh wherever you get your podcasts whether that's like apple or spotify amazon On YouTube over there too. So, uh, and while you're there, like on Spotify and Apple, if you could give us a five star rating and a a positive review too, so others can find the podcast. Our numbers have been growing every week. So big thanks to to all of you for for tuning in to each episode and spreading the word. On this episode, we are going to catch up. We're actually going to get to know a little bit more about uh, our guest coming up here, uh, Mr. Garrett Jockimson, who is also the Owner of the Elbow Room here in Eau Claire. Uh, if you haven't been to the Elbow Room, you're missing out on quite the. Uh, should I, What's the proper word to maybe use to describe it? The uh, the. Uh, I don't want to say decor. I want to make it sound a little bit more more fancy. Feng Shui is that is that the is that the right way to to, to say that? But if you're a sports fan, you're really gonna really gonna like uh, the the Elbow Room and, and what's all up on the walls there too. And that's he's a perfect person to have. On as as a guest here for the Man Cave Podcast because it's kind of like walking into a man cave when you go to the Elbow Room. So Garrett, first off, thanks for stopping by, man.
1: Thanks for having me, Dan.
0: And uh, Elbow Room also a partner of ours on the on the morning show there too. So we especially like that. Plus, Man Cave Lights uh, now carried over there too. So again, big thanks for everything, man. Not so, a problem.
1: I appreciate it. Glad yeah, to have it.
0: Absolutely. So first things first, we got to talk a little bit about uh, you and the Elbow Room because. Well you're you're wearing I think every time I've seen you you've wearing a, a 49ers uh th- either you know hoodie or something shirt or something so it's
1: usually my go to.
0: You're you're a dude that lives in Wisconsin but you're a 49ers fan. I am.
1: I am actually everything Wisconsin except for the Packers.
0: And when I asked you that, you know, how that came it, it's a unique it's kind of a it is a unique story because a lot of times when you're growing up it's you know when you're a kid it's either a player or something like that but you were a little different.
1: That's, according to my, well, I'm a lot different, but <laughs> according to my parents, uh, it was the 49ers all the way for me. Um, when I was young, red was my favorite color, and I loved anything with numbers. Yeah. And they were the only team in the NFL that was actually a number, not a mascot. Right. And I just, I fell in love. And back in the day when I was, you know, I was born in 78, when when I was growing up, Rice and Montana were always on TV. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, grew into that, what was on, that's yep. what I loved.
0: Yeah. So what was it about numbers? Do you know was it was just something? I don't.
1: I've just always been about numbers, actually. Yeah? Um, I actually have a computer programming degree okay. from UW Eau Claire, and I just have always fascinated with it numbers and money
0: interesting nice so well then i mean the 49ers gold rush too so there you go gold yeah Yeah, yeah, just helping out there a (laughs) little bit (laughs) i appreciate it uh so uh, you have quite the collection i mean not only just at 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 the elbow room but i know some of the stuff you have at home and that too but when you walk into the elbow room i mean first of all kudos to you for hanging it up there because i'd be nervous you know that's that stuff It, it is a
1: lot of it is high high hung so people can't just reach up and take it
0: exactly yep. so got to be high
1: and got to be screwed to the wall
0: yep i like that you got a mixture of obviously some 49 ers stuff obviously. but packers and wisconsin sports stuff on there too and something cool you told me too is like a lot of some of the stuff you have it's it's a picture but of a play or or a moment on there too like, I,
1: i've tried to collect a lot of the like the best plays yeah. in nfl history yep. so over the last well it's been 11 years almost now for the bar I have uh, Dwight Clark's The Catch, Mm -hmm. which is probably one of my favorite ones because he actually drew, hand-drew the play of The Catch on there and then signed it. Yeah. And then I have this last year I actually got The Immaculate Reception signed by Franco Harris, which was an amazing play. And then uh, Everybody Loves to Come Down to the End of the Bar, Centerpiece is Bart Starr, Mm -hmm. and I got The Sneak. And that one is neat because it's actually signed by Jerry Kramer and the photographer who took the picture.
0: That's awesome. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then even behind the bar, like if you're in the middle behind – I know we talked about it when we were there—the Lombardi picture
1: yep, that absolutely. you have up yep, there too. Yep, that was during a, a donation we had at the bar mm-hmm. for a friend, and, and I just had to have it. Yeah, it's a it's a hand drawn sketch. It's it's beautiful. It's, and right below that, of course, is the is the Giannis MVP jersey.
0: Yep, yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad one yeah, either. Yeah, that's not a bad one to have. Right, and then a little uh, sentimental one—you got the, the the Chiefs hat.
1: I do. I actually uh, have you a told hat. Me that story? Oh uh, no, well, yes, thank you. It was uh, um, when I was growing up. Joe Montana was my idol, obviously, and it broke mm-hmm. my heart. When he broke his elbow. Right. And he got traded to Kansas City. But I actually got to go down to Kansas City's practice facility, which at that point was in River Falls. Yep. Because they were the cheese leagues. And it was so cool. I got to meet him firsthand. I was so embarrassed. Just a kid (laughs) with a 49er hat going up to a Kansas City chief guy going, do you mind? Yeah, Never mind. Signed it right away to Garrett Joe Montana. One of the best moments of my life.
0: That's awesome. That is so cool. So it's... I mean, we could go on and on probably about what, what everything you've got. You've got jerseys up, oh, I uh, got a all of over the place. I mean,
1: and, and a lot of Packers. Yep. You know, we have Woodson on the wall. Yeah, uh, Devonte Adams, of course, mm-hmm. the year before he got traded. Right. Um, but yeah, I've got a Hank Aaron autograph. That actually was a cool story as well. It was in the mall, and they were doing um, autograph sessions of the Packers, mm-hmm. and they had a little memorabilia. And my wife was actually there, and she found it in a random box. Really? That was just not supposed to be there. And she's like, isn't this valuable? I'm like, where'd you find that? She's like, in this box of like, I think it was 20 bucks." I was like, you know what? Yeah, Yeah. I think we'll take that. We'll we'll buy that. So she actually found that one, so I have to give her a shout out and credit. Like a
0: finder's feed maybe for her. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So- you, Joe Montana is your favorite player of all time. Is that correct? or would, I,
1: I wouldn't say that. Okay. I think Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice? Yep. And okay. my favorite defensive player to watch growing up was probably Ronnie Lott.
0: Okay. Yep. Uh,
1: if you're talking Niners. Yep. I mean, Lawrence Taylor was a beast to watch. Mm-hmm. My favorite running back of all time is not a 49er. Barry, not Roger but,
0: Craig or no, anything like that? No, Barry
1: Sanders. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved watching Barry Sanders play.
0: I feel like Barry's like the guy that everybody is one of their favorites. Like, it doesn't matter if you're not a Lions fan or not. Correct. You know, it,
1: in my opinion as well
0: uh, I, My best friend uh, still is a Barry Sanders fan I mean I think every day in elementary school He wore a Barry Sanders jersey No surprise he played running back in high school And yeah. everything too But uh, he would have broke the record if he yeah. played right It, it yeah. was a,
1: a classic way of him to retire mm-hmm. But a very sad day For football fans Yep, Because he, he knew he was done mm-hmm. Didn't want to play for that team anymore I respect how he actually left Yeah, It was very respectful
0: do you think he's the best to not win a championship? Do you put Marino in there?
1: I'd put him in Marino probably one and two. Yeah? Absolutely. Yep. Marino had such great seasons. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, you know, he had an injury, too, that he tried to play through, and right. just never happened.
0: You know, I know a lot of people now uh, have talked about like Marino, if he played in today's league, You know, some of the numbers he would have put up, would they have been just astronomical? Would you agree with that? Do you think there's... I would
1: because of the rules of the hitting. Yeah. You know, quarterbacks aren't allowed to even get touched hardly anymore. Right. If you do, it's a 15-yard penalty. They got so many weapons nowadays. It's not really based on defense, except for a few teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like Pittsburgh back in the day, but right. nowadays it's all about offense. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at Mahomes, you look at Tyreek Hill, you look at these receivers that can just go off. Yeah, and it's the the game is just so different.
0: I just imagine him like a bigger receiver, or even like a you know DeAndre, or even Calvin in his prime, or speedster like Tyreek Hill and. I mean, I I feel like Marino was a little ahead of his time with the arm strength.
1: I agree, and I, another one, and not to go back to the Niners, but Young. Yeah. You know, I think Young the gets real,
0: underrated a lot.
1: One of the first real running quarterbacks. Yeah. And I, I mean, he had Rice, and who wouldn't want Rice? Right. But Rice was never the fastest, never the biggest. Mm-hmm. He just ran perfect routes. Mm-hmm. And for a quarterback, what, what more do you need?
0: We did this. Uh, it was a couple of years. It was actually a few years ago. It was actually during not uh, COVID. And, you know, no sports were going on. So we did this uh, all-time NFL draft with listeners. And uh, I know somebody who's the uh, historian at NFL Films. And he picked the game. After everybody had picked their teams, he picked the winners in, in a bracket to essentially say who picked the best team out of history. And I've had conversations with him too. But what during that process too, it just kind of – because you got to do some scouting on players, you know, way back in the day. And that when you really look at Steve Young's numbers – and you see what he really did. I think he gets underrated a
1: lot. I think he does, too. Uh, the other one that I thought was always underrated a little bit was Randall Cunningham. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a running quarterback, too. Right. But, again, ahead of his time. Right. In, in my opinion, I should say.
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And it's, sometimes it's like when I think I just did this a few months ago and I was talking with somebody. And uh, I don't know what the topic we were on. And I looked up Steve Young's numbers again. And it was just like, why doesn't that guy get talked a, lot, a whole lot more? Completion percentage, rating, and, and everything. And, over that. and running. Yep. For left handed. Yep.
1: I mean, I think he was I think he was one of the best left handed quarterbacks in that era. Absolutely. I mean, I can't remember another one that'd be better.
0: No, not in that era. No. It was actually funny because my son the other day just asked me, uh, who was the first left handed a six year old asking me this. First left handed quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And he's like, I think it was somebody from the Bengals and 49ers, and he was thinking of Young, and it was actually Kenny Stabler was the first one, but then it was uh, Steve Young after that, too. I didn't know Stabler was left-handed. I didn't know that either. I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to Google this because he asks Alexa stupid questions all the time or he does, like, a trivia question. But, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, how many jerseys would you say you have? Because you showed me a picture one time.
1: Yeah, I got well over 20. It, It might be 30. Yeah. I've got a dozen at home that aren't framed. Mm-hmm. Um, of current players. And I've got, you know, a few brewers even thrown right. in there at home. I have a really nice Robin Yount one that's framed. Yep. You know, a couple of basketball, Giannis, of course. And I've got probably six at the bar and two more at another another house. Yeah. Like a lot. <laughs>
0: have you been to a 49ers home game then?
1: I have never been to a 49er home game. Never. A f- I've been to one 49 game my entire life. It was against Green Bay. Yeah. It was the first year I bought the bar. Really? I got, got tickets given to me right behind. Um, the end zone. Okay. And it was beautiful. It was right above the Niners, so I got to watch him run oh, out nice. and run him back. It was it was cool.
0: So 11 years ago, would that have been – was Harbaugh coach? Would that, was it that year? It
1: should have yeah, one of his first years. Okay. Before he left for Michigan.
0: Okay, yep. yep. So good team, though. Yeah, great team. <laughs> yeah, they had
1: Patrick Willis as the linebacker that year. So yeah. yeah, he was a
0: I think you guys probably won that game. Yeah, we won that.
1: Yeah, we didn't need to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) I I brought my son with though. He got a Packer shirt. He's a Packer fan. Okay, that was was fine.
0: Is that something on your bucket list? Is to go out to to California? I would love to. Yeah,
1: I would absolutely love to. Mm -hmm. I was actually funny because I do talk with a lot of my bar regulars. Yep. And this whole week I've been like, you know, this is the best chance for the Niners to go. Yeah. I said, how sweet would it be to go to Vegas? And then I looked up the tickets. Yeah, I'm not going to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you wouldn't go with the 49ers? I, I couldn't afford. Yeah? <clears throat> the, the minimum ticket I was looking at yesterday was like 7000 Oh, jeez. Just the ticket.
0: You know, when uh, Green Bay went to 45 in Dallas, I was an idiot because I was straight out of college. And I seriously thought about con- – because they were doing the whole watch party outside the stadium where you can buy tickets to go watch it outside the stadium. And I'm like, I might do that. Then I'm like – Is it really worth spending a few thousand dollars to go all the way down there, parking, hotel, just to watch it outside the stadium? I'm like, no. That was
1: my thought, too. I was like, well, is it worth it to go just to experience the atmosphere? Yep. Because it would be cool. Yep. But if I'm going to go to experience the atmosphere, I'm going to kick myself yeah. If I don't go into the stadium to yeah. watch the game
0: And you know what's going to happen You're probably going to buy a ticket from somebody on the street That's just going to go so priced Because you're going to get in that moment yes. right there and,
1: and I have done that yeah. And like I said I'm not all, you know, San Francisco. I love the Wisconsin Badgers. Mm-hmm. Going to a Badger game is one of the best things in the world. Yeah. The experience is unreal.
0: I think that's it's different, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's an event almost. It is. You get down, down there early. Yep.
1: I mean, have you ever been to a game? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you get there early. You kind of tailgate with people. You have no idea who they are. Yep. You randomly walk from bar to bar yep. with drink to drink. And then by the time you get to the stadium, which I love this rule, no drinking in college stadiums, mm-hmm. you're just so pumped. Yep. And the crowd just gets into it so much at Wisconsin. Yeah.
0: I love going to night games at Camp Randall with with the background and everything on Never there. Never been to a night game. Oh, it's just it's the mystique of it, I think, is what really kind of gets me, is just you know, the background of Camp Randall and under the that. lights. It's just, uh, that's that's so cool. Fine. Fourth so, quarter. Yeah.
1: The jump round. Yep. You can't ever miss the jump round.
0: no. No. The one last one I went to, we got killed by Penn State, so that wasn't, <laughs> I think everybody was ready to jump around a little bit earlier in that game. So
1: I heard this week you have a streak going, too, of Packer games. So.
0: Yeah, so I didn't go to my first Packer game until I was in college, um, and that would have been my second year in college, 05. Now I count preseason games, just you know, because it's – otherwise I couldn't afford to go to every a game every year. So Correct. going to a Lambo for some sort of game every year, and this year would have been – the first time I didn't go since 05, but now I'm going to the Bears one.
1: You are getting tickets. Yep. I heard you on the radio saying you were trying to get them. So yep. That's uh,
0: cool. buddy of mine wanted to go, and then I knew somebody who's a season ticket holder selling them for face value, and I'm like, all right, we'll 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 go. So
1: Hopefully they pay, play better than the Giants. I know. I think I wonder if I <laughs>
0: jinxed it, you know, because they actually played bad now.
1: They should have had that game, though. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I, I knew it, and I said it, because I kept picking against them the last how many weeks, and Me then too. I'm like, I'm going to change it. And, yeah, then they, Me too. they lose the Giants. <laughs> we're in the, we're in the same amount on
1: that one, don't worry. Right, yeah. I dropped down a little bit on my pool. Dude, you said you got five right. That's one more than I got. No, that's I, not good. That was bad. That's not good. The no. elbow room, the leader had ten. Really? Yeah, I was surprised.
0: Wow. Yeah, I was like, I knew it was bad. Then when I saw it, I was like four. I'm like, oh, shit, that's really bad. Then
1: yeah, I I, that's how I saw it with five. Mm-hmm. I was going into Monday night going, hey, I'm going to get seven. Yeah. Packers in Miami, there's at least seven. Okay. Yeah. I was wrong. No. Oh, man. That was probably one of the worst weeks. And it's for people, and like I said, I am a Packer fan. For picking them, Love is doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last game, you know, take that one out. But the three before that, he's great. Mm-hmm. He's doing good. His weapons are, you know, hurt once in yep. a while, yep. to be honest. But they should have won this one. They scored a touchdown. Yep. Just got it a little bit earlier than they should have, and yep, things happen.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly. So what would you say to, you know, because Love's a, Hot button topic for a lot of Packers fans out there. You know whether he's the guy or not. I mean, I would agree with Rodgers We shouldn't crown him right now. Nope, I agree with that. Um, but have you, in your opinion, have you seen more good than than not from him so I far have. this year?
1: I really have. Uh, sometimes it's hard for me to talk about Packers. Yeah. At the bar. Yep. I don't. I try and stay out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I give my opinions, but I don't overdo it because yep. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think he's going to be better than what people say. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Packers should give up on him. I think they should wait this next year. Do not draft a quarterback because you have one more year. Yep. And that gives him one more year to get rapport Mm -hmm. with his his running backs and receivers. Right. And I think Jones has got to get healthy. And I think Watson just has to find a way to somehow stay on the field.
0: Yeah. And then get that long-term left tackle over there. Yeah.
1: Some offensive line in the draft would be great.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bakhtiari
1: not playing hurt. Yep. But I just, you know, Aaron Jones gets healthy. It's it's a different team when you don't have your weapons.
0: Exactly. Right.
1: It's hard to say it, and I'm not judging or viewing differently, but the Niners have all their weapons. Mm-hmm. Look at the three games they lost in a row. They had Debo out and Trent Williams, one of the best offensive linemen in football, out. Yep. You lose two key parts, that's hard to win. Mm-hmm. And they were still in the games, and they lost one of them by a field goal that their rookie kicker missed. Yeah, and, you know,
0: there's this, this narrative from some te- some out there too that's like it's the NFL next man up mentality. Get it, but, I mean, if there's a talent gap from your top to to your back, that's going to affect games
1: absolutely. And look at look at defense too. Yeah, I mean Baltimore's team is locked, and they're they're looking mm-hmm. good right now. Mm-hmm. But the Niners somehow, and I and I got a, a really good friend of mine at the bar that makes fun of me because the Niners just keep signing defensive players. Yeah, I mean, it, where's the money coming from? I don't know, but I'm okay with it. Now, <laughs> we we you're can are not rotate. paying
0: a quarterback a lot of money right now. Yeah, hundred thousand
1: know? dollars I think is what he gets a year. So yeah, that'll that'll going to have to change
0: pretty soon. Here you think? I, I yeah. would
1: I would think if he goes into the playoffs again, which looking pretty solid yep they're, they're gonna have to pay him yeah something yep. somewhere exactly somehow.
0: yep I and i think because this is yeah so he'll be probably a four-year contract is he under i think so yeah the last like, two years yeah so, yep. so probably and maybe do a little cheaper route if you do it done earlier
1: you know a lot of players in nfl history that i can remember and a lot of different you know areas have taken that longer contract and just bumped the money out you know, you get paid well into your 10 years after retirement, but mm-hmm. the team is able to be consistent. Uh, number one was Tom Brady. Yep. He took less money every year, and that team just kept winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably still getting paid by New England, but yeah. they won championships.
0: Well, look at Otani now with yeah. that huge contract.
1: I can't believe they paid him that.
0: <sighs> $68 million deferred every year, too. I'd like that amount for sitting on my butt and not doing anything. Right? Just <laughs> but, talking
1: sports. Yeah. But it's... uh. I can't believe, what one, what they gave him, and two, you're getting someone who can't pitch. Yeah. He's a dual threat, one of the best weapons in the game, in my opinion. He can hit. The guy yeah. can hit. But now you're now paying $700 million to a DH. Yeah. At least for a year. hmm And this is, I believe, his second Tommy second John one. surgery. Yep. And even one is hard to come back from. My wife has a friend, and his son pitches. And he had Tommy John surgery, and he feels he's stronger now that he had it, I mm-hmm. believe that. Yep. But two, that's tough to come back from.
0: Yeah, because there's got to be something, you know, the, the the strength has to start to wear off, I would think, after you would a think couple. would think like
1: a rubber band. Right. I mean, I know they can make it tougher, but yeah, eventually it breaks.
0: Yeah, and I'd, you use that rubber band example, I'm just like imagine, like it just spreads out a little bit more, you would think, like would, the weakness You would think, areas, and then it but, does not as strong.
1: Right. And yeah. for a pitcher, you know, it's just like a quarterback, you, you right. need that motion. Yep. So I, I don't know what they're doing, but hey, if they got the money. I wonder
0: if they're, and this would still make it way too much, in my opinion, too, if they convert him to, like, a bullpen pitcher or something like that. But then you're only, like, an inning or two there, too.
1: Yeah, and if, even then, it's you're only bringing in on save opportunities. Right, so yeah. So th- is that worth it?
0: Right, exactly. I mean,
1: my main concern when this whole sweepstakes, you know, as they call it, began, and you were talking about on the air, I was just hoping on the outside shot the Cubs did not get him. Yeah. It, yeah. That would have been just a, a blow, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm already wondering if Burns is going to be our starting pitcher, because he's going to want money or be gone. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm hoping he is. I like him.
0: I f- I think they'll start the season with him, and I think a lot's going to depend on how the season goes.
1: I could see that if yeah. they start going down.
0: Yep. Saving,
1: saving some parts and pieces.
0: Yep. Go to the highest seller, a desperate team maybe for a pitcher.
1: Maybe know. get the Maybe get a lottery pick. Maybe get a draft.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, he's got arbitration coming up. How much does last year's bitterness affect that whole negotiation again yeah, with arbitration? You know, if, I, if, if it were me for the Brewers, I don't know how much I'd push it. <laughs> you know, if he, I don't if either because would... it's up to him, kind of, yeah.
1: and I don't think he'll be happy. Right. And exactly. do you really want a player on your team who's not happy. Right. I mean, you can have the best player in the league, but if they're not happy playing for your team, they're not going to give their all. No. At that point, I hate saying it, but they're playing for money. Mm-hmm. Like there are some players, and I always use the example of college college players play to play yep you know they want to play to move on to their career yep nfl players not all of them but some of them in later stages of their life to one more paycheck mm-hmm. you know i just need one more paycheck and i'm set so why would i want to get hurt right Yep. You know, that's why a lot of these college kids in my opinion don't play in the bowl game yep you know it used to be everybody played it was mm-hmm. fun it was like the pro bowl in the nfl
0: mm-hmm. you
1: went to go you wanted to go to hawaii yep you wanted to play now it's flag football you know, and then college, you you don't play in a bowl game because you want to get drafted. Right. It just it kind of hurts a little bit and takes away of the, you know, the history of the game.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent. Before we get to because we uh, I I gave Garrett a homework assignment to do uh, his uh, top five football teams here too, but just kind of a uh, covering all across the board, you know, bucks wise and you know bucks will special shout out too. I for, do. For I want to shout out
1: to my yeah. daughter, um, Aubrey. She's going uh, with Eau Claire North Dance tonight. And everybody, turn your stations onto the Bucks because the Eau Claire North Dance Girls will be dancing at halftime.
0: There you go. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah. That's, they get to go every year. It's, so, it's super. It's so a, it's a cool thing for them.
0: What? How many times is this for her then?
1: Uh, this will be a third. Third? Nice. Yeah. She'll awesome. be a senior next year. Okay.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's really yeah, cool. We
1: had, we went, um, last time we went, uh, Bobby Portis was playing, but Giannis wasn't. Oh, okay. So it was like one of those, come on, you go all this way.
0: All that way down there. Just no to, Giannis. You
1: know, but Holiday of t- the Time was playing. Okay. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Just to good all around guy. Yep. But I was I was sad we lost him.
0: Yeah. You are you like is there some drama? Is there drama? I don't, you know, I don't know if you've heard some of the report like Bobby Portis was critical after they lost I last did hear week. That. You know, there's been I know Bill Simmons who does the Ringer, a uh, big NBA guy, said that it just seems the vibe between Giannis from what he saw in person, Giannis and his head coach Adrian Griffin isn't there. Do you think there's something there? Or do you think it's just this team has so super high expectations because they're one game out of first place. In the they are East. only one out. Yeah. Is, is it just so super high expectations that if there's a little bit of a crack, people kind of expound upon that? Or do you think there is something there where smoke, there's fire?
1: I don't think so. I think if you look at Giannis, he, he stayed with us. Mm-hmm. You know, he chose to stay with us. The Bucks organization signs his brother, yep. you know, to show him that family's first. We re-signed Lopez, which I love. Yep. Defensive beast. Yep. Then we signed his brother Robin. Yep. In my opinion, the Bucks look like 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 an organization. We want to keep you and your family. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think Giannis just wants to win. Yeah, he he is the most competitive guy I've ever seen. He gets into with his coach. I get that. I don't like it because mm-hmm. I think players should, you know, re- be respectful of their coach. Right. Everybody, I think, when we got Dame, everybody looked at it like we're a powerhouse. We can't lose. Yep. But you're going to lose some. Right. Injuries happen. People need breaks. Mm -hmm. You're not going to click right away. You can't have two NBA superstars on the same team and in five games expect them to do everything right. Right. That's my opinion, but I don't think so. I think they're just, they all want to win. Look, Dame's coming from a team that did not want to win. Right. You know, they just didn't give him enough parts around him, I think. Yep. But when Giannis said he wants him and they get him, and I love Bobby as that spark off the bench. Yep. I think they're a great team. Mm-hmm. I just think they gotta get it clicking a little bit.
0: Yeah. And you know, Dame kind of said that last week too, you know, at that point they were fifteen and six. He's like, We're fifteen and six and we're not really fully jelly yet. Right. You know.
1: And your your point, one game out. Right. I mean that that's a one game swap. Big deal.
0: Exactly. And we're only twenty eight percent through the season. I was gonna say so only far. a quarter of the
1: way through, we still have yeah. some time. I would say if it if it gets halfway through and they're dropped a third, mm-hmm. I, I would think there might be some heat. Yep. Because they're not doing what they should. Right. But if, if they're halfway through and they're still tied or one-up, there's nothing to worry about.
0: I agree. I totally agree. All right. It is time now to do the power rankings. Garrett's power rankings. Garrett's six. <laughs> <laughs> of, so I asked him to come up with uh, the top five uh, teams in the NFL right now. we are only got four more weeks left in the yeah, regular we do. season here kind of that core last quarter i know the math doesn't even out now that I got 17 games in there but yeah, throw an extra yeah exactly so let's start from i'm going to do my five two with you see how
1: want to go back and forth
0: yeah all let's right. do back and forth we'll start from five and then go all the way up to to the number one team i'll start with you i'll give you the honors first who do you got your fifth team
1: my fifth right now i have miami
0: okay
1: i think they're solid mm-hmm. uh i think Hill should definitely be in the MVP candidate and he's yes. not, which yep. I disagree with. I don't think that should be just a quarterback decision.
0: I totally agree. Yep. He's
1: he's got hundred catches already, fifteen hundred yards. He's on pace to get well over twenty two hundred. Yeah. So I think I think they're solid. I like their defense. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna be in the playoffs in my opinion, but how far they'll go it depends on, you know, the AFC.
0: Right. That AFC playoff picture is gonna be kind of intriguing to
1: watch. The lower half. Here. Yeah. Uh, you got a three three teams that you can see as a lock. Yep. Maybe four. After that it's kinda like who's who wants to be there.
0: Right. I mean Cleveland's there at eight and five, which
1: and Cleveland looks like they want to, but some yeah. days they don't.
0: Yeah. Joe Flacco's coming back and leading the charge <laughs> for crying out
1: loud. God forbid he retires.
0: I know, right? I mean and then you got the Colts who weren't supposed to do anything this year. Pittsburgh was. Yeah.
1: And they're not gelling.
0: CJ Shroud has got the Texans of all teams in a playoff potential playoff spot. What a rookie though. Rookie of the Year, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be. There's no
1: way you can get MVP because he's a rookie, in my opinion. Right. But Rookie of the Year, slam dunk.
0: Mm-hmm. That that should be unanimous. Yep, I agree. At, at that point. So, yeah, I just I, – and then you got Cincinnati, Buffalo still there at 7-6. and six.
1: Look at the quarterback injuries. Yeah. Cincinnati would be there all day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Burrow. Yep. And then again, this week, Herbert. How many top quarterbacks can go out? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot.
0: It's This year just seems to be – I don't have the numbers, the accurate numbers, but you would think – a lot of starting quarterbacks this year. A ton. It just seems like there's more than average. Yeah,
1: that was one of my notes to bring up. but I just couldn't believe how many. Yeah. You know, and you're looking at a, a year last year, where the Niners went through four in a stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, they ended up having McCaffrey throwing the ball in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's that's impossible. Yeah. And that I believe is why they changed that rule to be three 100%. quarterbacks on the roster.
0: And I'm good with that. I am too. I'm 100% good with that because nobody wants to watch what happened last year in no.
1: the wild card. Or uh, championship, Championship. excuse me. Yeah, so no, no, that was just—it was sad to watch. Mm -hmm. And even being a a Niner fan, it's not that. It was a football fan. The the game, wasn't worth watching.
0: Yep, I totally agree. Well, we actually have the same fifth. Okay. Uh, I've at the beginning of the year, I wanted to pick Miami to go to the Super Bowl. I wanted to as well. I I was just like I was so intrigued with them. I'm a big Mike McDaniel fan. The the swag that he brings uh, to it, he does. I did like the Vic Fangio hires defense coordinator, even though I know it's not. A top five defense at that point I still, even after that Tennessee loss I still, Tyreek Hill, I completely Agree with you, you can look at Just that last game, the difference When he's in there and when he's not uh, In there, so yeah, I got Miami At number five, too. I, I
1: had them Out of the five in the beginning of the year, but close mm-hmm. I actually had Buffalo, mm-hmm. but they just Something happened in Buffalo.
0: Yep, exactly
1: So I, I had them going to the Super Bowl in the beginning mm-hmm. And not anymore, yep. but I mean They can, they have the weapons Yep I just haven't seen it recently.
0: Right. Number four. I have Philly. Okay. This
1: was a hard one for me. Yeah. Because I wanted to move them up higher. But mm-hmm. that loss to Dallas yep. kind of killed me. Mm-hmm. They got crushed by the Niners. And n- nothing, you know, personal. But to, go, <laughs> to lose to Dallas, I mean, when you beat them so bad the first time. Yep. And, of course, I picked them on my sheet. You know, yep. I wrecked that one. <laughs> uh, but it's, it was just that. I, I think they're a really good team. I love Hurts. I love their weapons. I just don't think they have enough. To win three straight NFC games If they have to Because of the rule that I hate Where if you win your division, you get a home game uh-huh. So if Dallas somehow stays at number two Or one Depending on what happens in the race And Philly drops down You have Philly who's going to have 12 wins Have to travel to Tampa Bay mm-hmm. With a possible losing record To get in the playoffs yep. I disagree with that rule mm-hmm. I have ever since Seattle did it years ago They won the division, I think it was 8-9 and nine.
0: And I think, yeah yeah, I, I know what game you're talking about, Yep, or what year you're talking about. A long time ago, but yep. it, I
1: believe they were 8-9 and nine yep. and got a home game, and that's what sparked the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's happened a few times since then, and it's brought up heavily, and I, I do agree. I think they should get a, a game in the playoffs because you win your division, mm-hmm. but I think then it should go to record Yep. as to who gets the home game.
0: Yep, I agree with that. I, I would agree with that. Um and just so anybody knows, we didn't know our picks uh, before, but I also agree with you. At number four is, is Philly. That it would have flip flopped if they would have beat Dallas. Mine too. Um, but yeah, that Dallas loss. I, mean, I might, I might have lost. even
1: sorry to interrupt you. I might have even put them at two mm-hmm. if they would have beat Dallas as soundly as they did the first
0: time. Yep, exactly. That loss just. Re- I mean, what Dallas did to them. Yeah, that and. They beat some good teams leading up to it. They were close games, but they had a brutal, brutal schedule. They yes, they did. And the, but they got the job done. And But that was a. Ooh, they got knocked out. By I, I believe they have a
1: lot of um, one score games. Mm-hmm. They, they seem to fall behind. Yep. And then they come back. Yep. And when they fall behind against a team like Dallas, I don't see them
0: coming mm-hmm. back. I agree. Number
1: three. Number three, I have Dallas. I do too. So, we might, so I think we might have the same. Top I, five. I'm, I'm assuming with the last two, since we know <laughs> yeah. who I have, that's going to be the same. But I like Dallas. Yep. I, I think Dallas scares me the most mm-hmm. in the NFC because they don't care. Like they just want to win. Yep. You know, it's it's not about points. It's not about you know. This is me. Dak Prescott's not complaining as much as he has in the past. And to right. be honest, he's looking like an MVP. He's got a great receiver. They got Parsons. Mm-hmm. I mean, their their defense is decent. I think they have the most possibility mm-hmm. to, to have an upset and move on, especially if they get to play at home.
0: Yep. yep. If they
1: get to play at home, they play very well in that stadium.
0: I uh, I annoyed a lot of people with my preseason picks. I had Dallas going to the Super Bowl. Ooh. And I feel better about that now <laughs> because everybody was – I wanted to be different. Like, it was either Philly or the 49ers yep. coming out of most the NFC. People, yep. yep. And I'm like, I, just, I, I want to be a little bit different. And I thought, okay, the third best option in the NFC
1: is probably going to be Dallas. In the beginning of the year, I was close to put Detroit in there because mm-hmm. I just knew they were going to have a decent season. I knew they were up and coming, not quite as good as I thought they would be, mm-hmm. but you know they're decent in my opinion.
0: Yep, yep, um, just easily top ten. Oh, absolutely. If we expand, as top ten. So, yeah, I've I've got I got Dallas on there if they just can keep this going though because you know I know the running joke is once they get to the postseason, especially yeah. Mike McCarthy. And, yep, there's a loss. That. Yep, exactly. <laughs> right. So
1: hate to right, say it. But as a Niners fan growing up, I, Dallas can get knocked out. That's yeah, okay by me. Yeah, I was
0: kind of wondering about that <laughs> too. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> is would you? Is that your main rival? So for 49ers yeah, fan? Absolutely. Yeah, That's I was kind of because that's how that. I grew up. Yep. You know, Deion Sanders won both. Mm-hmm. It just happened to Charles Haley both.
0: If they do end up facing each other in the NFC Championship, I do have a request. They bring back the '94 uniforms for that. I love that. those. Right,
1: My favorite red and black Yeah yep. absolutely beautiful
0: And the Cowboys Got to wear the ones With the stars on the si- yep. on their Sleeves with the, too With the white patch yep. Yep, I yep. love that That'd be great They got to bring that bring back Bring back the 80s rivalry Yep Alright so I think We both got the same Number two
1: Unless you didn't take The best team as number one oh, We pretty much yeah. both Have
0: Baltimore I'm assuming as number two We do I will say this though I feel if Because, look, I don't know if you know Baltimore's remaining schedule. Oh,
1: I know who they play. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They they got Jacksonville, your 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers. That's tough. If they win three out of those four, I might vault them up to number one going to the postseason. If
1: they beat the Niners, I'll put them at number one. Yeah. The Niners' schedule is easier than that. I'm worried about the Baltimore game. That's in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got Arizona, Baltimore, Washington, and then the Rams, I believe. Yep. So I think they have an easier schedule. If they beat Baltimore, I'm going to lock them as number one Mm -hmm. because I'm – Dallas and Philly, I think one will slip one game. Yep. Because Philly's, I think, I think, I haven't looked at Philly's schedule, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty tough.
0: Yeah, I think they got a tough one here. I'll bring it up uh, really quick. Um, but, I mean, the 49ers, too, first only team to lock up a playoff spot already. Correct. Right now. You know, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, that, I, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's got, so they got Seattle uh, Monday night, the 18th, and then Giants, Cardinals, Giants.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So They're okay. Yeah.
1: The only the only one there is is Seattle. Seattle's
0: going to, and yeah. if
1: Seattle's wanting to try to get in the playoffs, mm-hmm. the other three they should win.
0: Yeah, I know Giants are one game out, but I mean, come ah. on, you know.
1: I have a friend that's a Giants fan, but no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, ain't gonna happen. No, I so yeah, we got the same exact top five. And I just, and now you're you're saying that We get Hill in the MVP. Well, what about McCaffrey?
0: He's quiet. Like he was a preseason favorite, but it's almost like. Yeah, he's already living – I mean, he's first in rushing, and rushing yards. He's,
1: always, he's got 50 catches.
0: Right. And I feel like it's it, almost just he's set that bar so high. Could be. Is that when he hits it, people don't still give him enough credit.
1: Yeah, he's already got 1,500 total yards. Yeah. And 17 touchdowns.
0: You know, Brock Purdy's getting a I, lot I more that. I can't believe he's getting
1: that much love. I, yeah. I think he's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I, I texted your show about this before. He's a great quarterback in a great great system. Mm-hmm. I love Shanahan. Shanahan knows how to call the plays for that quarterback. Yep. And you can't, you know, you got so many weapons. Yep. I mean, so it's really hard for me to put Purdy as the MVP. Does he have MVP numbers? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've looked at the numbers. I believe he's there. He's right there with with Lamar. He's right there with Dak. Mm-hmm. And and I just, you know, Hurts. They're all there. Yep. But look at the weapons he does have. I mean, Kittle is just an all new beast. Yep. You got McCaffrey, and you got two great running backs. Plus your defense is stacked.
0: And as you mentioned earlier, probably the best left tackle in the game. Absolutely. His blind side there. I wish
1: he could play forever. Yeah. Yep. Not gonna happen, but.
0: Um, it's interesting you mentioned you know, within a system because there's a debate going on today, especially on social media because Cam Newton said this on his podcast about system quarterbacks, and he was listing off some players. He mentioned Brock Purdy as one system quarterback. and Absolutely. He said Dak Prescott's a system quarterback. And now there's a debate. Is a system quarterback a negative thing? Is it being phrased as a negative thing when it shouldn't be? I can understand like
1: the question. Mm-hmm. I absolutely can. I don't think being a system quarterback is bad. I think the quarterback that gets called the system quarterback might take a little offense to it. Yep. Thinking, so you think I'm not good enough. Yep. Well, take a quarterback out of a situation and see what happens. hmm. That quarterback is not necessarily, in my opinion, about the system, it's also their rapport. Right. If you, if you talk to any of the 49ers when they have their interviews, they say Purdy walks in the room and it's his room. Yep. I think that helps. Yep. I think if you have a quarterback that goes in there and, and shakily doesn't know what to do, they're going to need a good system, right? Because they don't have the rapport. Yep. That's that's my question on Love right now. He maybe he just doesn't have enough rapport with those receivers. Yep. I think as that grows, he'll get better.
0: Yep. Because I was listening to uh, uh, Dan Patrick, they were talking about this, and he said uh, he called Alex Smith, former forty nine er quarter, a system quarterback, and kind of what you just said. Alex Smith did not like that. He he did not like that, and I totally agree with you. I don't think quarterbacks like that because it is viewed, I think, from some
1: as a negative thing. I agree. But you, I, I completely agree with you. Well, I, and if you look at Alex Smith, since you brought him up, then he goes to Kansas City, you mm-hmm. know, deja vu, right. Montana. <laughs> but then he gets a great coach, great mm-hmm. system, still yep. does well. Yeah. So then they, they continued that with him. But yep. well, you can't win. He's a system quarterback. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, like I
0: And I know this will upset Packers fans. Bart Starr, in my opinion, was a system quarterback. Now, is that a bad thing? I don't think that's a bad thing.
1: I don't think it is. Like I said, I just think the players don't like it being said. Right. But in the back of their mind, they can't understand that's somewhat true.
0: Right. I totally I mean, agree. mean, Brock
1: Purdy's so young, and he's, he's probably got a little bit of cockiness to him because he's, mm-hmm. you know, yep. younger, done well, last pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wanted him. So he's already got a chip on his shoulder. Yep. Tom Brady, same thing.
0: Exactly. Chip on your
1: shoulder right away, and now all of a sudden you get called a system quarterback. Yeah. Four games in a row, you're throwing for 330 yards. You had three games in a row— of 140 plus passer rating mm-hmm. last player to do it since montana yeah and your are system quarterback yeah i understand taking offense to it yeah
0: i i do too i totally do <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to hit up uh because we're already believe it or not take a guess how, how long we've been doing this right now
1: maybe almost half an hour
0: almost 40 minutes right now wow goes by fast doesn't it
1: first time i've ever done this to be honest dan i was extremely yeah. nervous
0: see and you
1: <laughs> i can't even tell that you're nervous i was nervous my it's wife knows I was nervous. All yeah. my patrons and friends at the bar, they they all knew I was nervous. See, you're like a pro now, though, yeah. dude.
0: It's its easy. It it's was fun. It really was. It's uh, just shooting the you-know-what. No. You know, I, I talk the ball. I,
1: I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And I appreciate the plugs every day. Oh, picks yeah. Picks and
0: predicts. Yeah, man. Uh, we're going to have to do this more. we got to take the pod, though, to the elbow room and do it. I would love that. Because we can go mobile with that, too. Oh, so that'd be fun. Record it over there. I would love Maybe that. Maybe get some of the patrons on, too.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Do it that way. A lot of them, they they love talking sports. Yeah. absolutely.
0: We'll have to do something with that too. So sounds great. All right, well, uh, give our best to your, to your wife. I know she's recovering. uh she from, from surgery. She is uh, surgery. now in walking
1: boots. Okay, she's doing good there.
0: Well, give her my best and uh, best of luck to your daughter tonight too for uh, putting on a show yep. at, at halftime with uh, the dance. Bucks. Well. yeah, and hopefully the honest plays tonight too.
1: I'm hoping so too. Yeah, it's it's more, it's more it's more the. It, I know they get to dance and I know they love it. Yeah, but it's the atmosphere too. Yeah, like they they love going to the game. Yep exactly it's it's a fun time
0: absolutely Garrett my man appreciate it buddy this was good had
1: a great day all
0: right we're gonna take a really quick break here and then coming up after these words from our sponsors a new segment called the business of sports we'll get to that coming up after these quick words Prepare for the holidays with your local holiday headquarters, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Whether you're looking to prepare for a big holiday feast or looking to grab some party platters, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire has everything you need to make your holiday get-togethers extra special this year. And remember, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire is your headquarters for all of your catering needs for those work Christmas parties. From a wide selection in their meat department, bakery goods, as far as the eye can see, and a massive wine and spirits department, Hy-Vee has something for everyone. Plus, get some Christmas shopping done with their new toy aisles and sports shop. Get ready for the holidays with Hy-Vee. V. right, so what is this new segment to the business sports? Well, it's we're, we're going to try to explain some of the difficult parts of the financial side of, of the sports world, typically salary caps, player contracts, that sort of thing. And perfect timing with this because of the Otani contract, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do that, but as Luke knows and probably a lot of people know, I hate math, but I love the NFL salary cap. <laughs> uh i love it expo- yeah i love explaining that it's a very unique thing so uh when we get to like players and free agency and contract restructures and all that what's that salary cap hit what's dead money and all that well well we're gonna explain all that when that pops up there too so i have no idea why i enjoy the salary cap figuring that out because i do hate math that, or I suck that sucked and, at math. It's
2: like me yeah. and and like gambling lines. Like there's no freaking way I'm ever gambling, but I love analyzing. Like why is the line this way? That's sort of that's that's your thing. Math and salary caps, which it's appropriate that we're starting with Shohei Otani because this is the closest I've seen, and there have been other baseball deals like this, but this is the closest I've seen in terms of prominence to an NFL style deal with deferred money and. Pushing the, it in the
0: back end right. kind of sort of And, uh, thing, and all of these
2: sort of taxes, like the was the yeah. player value, I'm getting the exact names of the taxes wrong, but all of these other taxes mean, well, it's $2 million, but actually it's $46 million, but actually it's and yeah, your the, head spins. Yeah. So,
0: so we know it's a, from reported, Otani's got a 10-year $700 million. And, you know, when you hear contracts, whether it's a NFL, baseball, basketball, the immediate reaction is you do some simple math, 700 divided by 10. He's getting $70 million per year. That's what a lot of people think, and that's not usually how contracts work, uh, especially when you get to the NFL and you've got signing bonuses and what's the guaranteed portion, blah, 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 blah. Well, this is a and, – and we've seen in baseball contracts deferred money. Everybody knows Bobby Bonilla's story. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. is still a top five highest paid player on the Reds roster, for crying out loud. (laughs) Bronny's got deferred money. He's going to get paid by the Brewers for a while. Same for Christian Yelich. I think we looked that up a couple weeks ago. He's getting paid uh, through 2040-something, Christian Yelich with deferred money. Otani is unique in the aspect of, one, he went to a a spending team, right, big spending team, the Dodgers, but also the difference in – deferral money compared to what he's going to be making in an annual salary so this came out the other day he will be making two million dollars two million dollars of his annual salary for up until 2034 that's two million dollars per he's like the 17th highest paid player on his team or whatever that number was i saw the other day but the unique part is $68 million of his $70 million per year will be deferred, and that deferred money is to be paid out without interest from 2034 to 2043. Now, the unique thing, I saw Andrew Brandt talking about this too. You know, say Otani's done playing or something like that, does that money, you know, say he's living in a tax-free state like Florida. Mm-hmm. A little bit more coin there, right? Potentially a little maybe, bit more coin then. maybe, maybe. Um, and the unique part too, like a lot of people saying, eh, you know, inflation. You calculate inflation by the time he gets that, is it really worth you know sixty eight million dollars? It could be more in today's money, maybe forty some million dollars. You know, it could be a little bit down after that. Still, that's a pretty good chunk of change for deferred money per year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more than Bobby B- Bobby Bonilla's million dollars per year. Mm-hmm. I'd like forty million dollars to potentially sit on my butt and do nothing for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the competitive balance tax here, or luxury tax, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. So the deferrals also give the Dodgers extra freedom in kind of going through this competitive balance tax. For competitive balance tax purposes, the expected average annual value on the contract is said to be about $46 million year, according to people briefed. This is from The Athletic. So the $46 million average annual value is still the highest in Major League Baseball history, topping what Max Scherzer got with the Mets. Now, baseball's collective bargaining agreement makes it clear that there is no limit on how much, a sal- on how much salary a player and a team can agree to defer, and the agreement also includes, or the CBA also includes, a net present value calculation for luxury tax purposes, a calculation that estimates the value of a player's contract on a season-by-season basis, that's how this $46 million figure is determined for that luxury tax or competitive balance tax for, for Shohei Otani. How so, is
2: that? De- how a? What are the the metrics for determining? That's the thing that I've been trying to figure. Like, where did the forty six million dollar figure exactly? How was that
0: computed? Yeah, that's. I I, I don't have that that yeah, formula. That hasn't been know, explained, but, and there have no. been a
2: lot of explainers. And uh, up to that point, I'm like, okay, and. Oh, so is you this, carry
0: the two. It's a square root of I don't know. Yeah.
2: Is this like if you average out the B, the B war and the F war of a player and all of that, and it kind of goes to well, it's kind of worth forty six mil. So mm-hmm. is that how they came up with? I I don't. I'm similarly a little like okay. There's obviously an explanation. There's a reason why that number's out there. There there is an explanation, but it, thus far it seems kind of. I mean to some. Those those of us that aren't in the accounting offices of Major League Baseball seems a little nebulous.
0: Yeah, so you know, for the first uh, for the ten years that he does play for the Dodgers, it it, it's a deal that could be thought of as being worth forty six million on average every year. When you when you factor in that competitive balance balance balance, you know balance tax, but over the full, it's technically a twenty year life's twenty year deal, right? Because you have ten years of deferral, right? Money on there. It is going to be the total of $700 million. You
2: will get paid that. That is correct.
0: Yes. But. But it's, yeah. So like the first, throughout the two 10-year periods, meaning Otani will make $2 million each year from 2024 to 2033. Then $68 million each year from 2034 to 2043.
2: But there's also, and I wonder if this is part of it, is it, oh, wait a minute. Is it the escrow? That the amount of money that the Dodgers have to set aside each year so yes. that they don't suddenly end up in... Because that would be a, some pretty bad debt. Right. 68 mil a year. Yes. Um, and it, So I wonder if that's part of how that value is. Because, okay, you can put this much in escrow, set it aside, set it aside, set it aside. Then they can do that. And have,
0: I'll bet that's part of where the value Correct. comes into yes. play. Yes, it was Jeff Passan, too, who also does a really good job of of, of explaining it all but he also posted up there the Dodgers players ranked in order of expected salary in 2024 Otani is number 17 hmm. uh, on this list <laughs> he's number 17 uh, on this list but uh it's is Jeff <clears throat> excuse me because Jeff Pass is my favorite MLB insider I don't know who's, who's yours is but he's, he's, he's right he's, up there at the top yeah he, yeah he's he's definitely on there so and as he noted too as as we mentioned you know the the CBA says they're you know that MLB can't cancel this contract. They can't veto it, right? Because there were some people saying, "Well, can 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 the MLB you know challenge it or, or even cancel it and do a David Stearns and you know veto the Chris Paul type of trade sort of thing?" They can't because it is in the CBA that there is no limit on deferred money at this point in time. Mm-hmm. There, I don't know if that could potentially change. I I, I don't know if that would be up for discussion. I feel like that's between Players Association and the MLB with their history of negotiating. <laughs> that would be a little too hard to do <laughs> at, at that point. I
2: mean, the bigger knock is probably on the agents. Yeah.
0: That that, and I know Brandt was
2: was highlighting this. Like, the agent wants that number, that figure, ten years, seven hundred mil, so that their rep goes up. Well, then. Eventually, but then they don't
0: get that money. I saw Andrew Brandt say that too. The agent doesn't get that big chunk until when Otani starts to get that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, they get the reputation. I think it was Buster only actually tweeted at Andrew Brandt. That agent could say... They got the first five hundred. They got the first six hundred. They got the first seven hundred million dollar contract in history.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's about yeah. So it's it's branding going forward. Like here's what I can get you next person. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that there's next Shohei Otani anytime soon, but next high high profile guy or a Scott Boris. Well, I I would think Scott Boris is confident enough in his abilities that he doesn't need to be like, hey, I got seven hundred million. Well, he's also he he's effing Scott Boris. He mm-hmm. can that that that's enough said. But that's how agents work. Um, so I think there there was, yeah, there's a fair amount of publicity in this, even if it was inevitable that we were going to know pretty quickly the details yeah. of this. It's, it's a fascinating offer, and gosh, this allows the Dodgers to be quite competitive. I was wondering a little bit, too, like, man, they are getting right
0: up by the, oh, so that's how they're going to do it. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're going to be fine. Jeff had also uh, this, this long-form uh, tweet the other day. I'm going to explain why Otani's $700 million contract will not equal $700 million in terms of MLB accounting or present-day value of the deal. When money in a contract is deferred, the competitive balance tax number, the luxury tax, is discounted. With a source saying a majority of Otani's contract is deferred, and this was before we found out it was it. Yeah, that... More than a majority it was almost all of it. Mm-hmm. The discount could be significant. Typically, a CBT number, competitive balance tax number, is the average annual value of a deal. In this case, seventy million. But depending on the size and the length of the deferrals, which we now know, Otani's number is likelier to wind up between forty to fifty million a year range, which we now know is forty-six. Apparently, an enormous benefit for the Dodgers. The deferrals also affect the net present value of the deal there's a rule of thumb across all walks of life money today is more valuable than money tomorrow inflation being what it is when you defer money you're taking less the dodgers are operating in an environment in which the prime rate is 8.5 percent and with the money today being so pricey it lowers the present day value of the deal by a significant margin which is another factor in this which we kind of touched on a little bit earlier Regardless, in the end, Otani will be paid seven hundred million dollars by the Dodgers. It's an obscene amount of money. It's just going to be seen as less by the league's accounting and will allow the Dodgers to add even more around Otani. But I think that's a big part of where Jeff mentions that too. You know, with the inflation, with with money today is more valuable than the money tomorrow because I mean we've seen it throughout history, right?
2: Yeah, it, it, the the value of the dollar. It's like the inflation calculator is one of my favorite things. Whenever we hear about, like, so-and-so signed a contract for $2 million in 1962. Well, what would
0: that be today? The best thing now, because we're on Christmas, I've seen this a few times. I don't know if you've seen it, to to put it in perspective, the... Uh Kevin McAllister bought all those groceries for 19.99 and Home Alone is now worth 70 <laughs> some dollars in today's world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else saw that on like Facebook. I've seen it a few times now because mm-hmm. everybody's like how the hell did he buy all that for like less than $20? Oh, well, it's it actually 70 some in today's world, so. But that's
2: what it was back then. Yeah. yeah. And but it's equal. I mean, yeah, you, that that's how it works. So yeah, the the money that, that that's inevitable. It's what's going to happen down the road with this contract.
0: So he is, quote unquote, by definition, taking less because he's deferring so much, right? Right. He's taking less. The buying power with that is is less. Um, Sure. Still a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Still a lot of money, but I don't know if that necessarily makes people sit there and say, wow, Otani's a big team player taking less money.
2: Well, and he... I. I mean, we've heard so many explanations of what he wants. He wants to win. He wants to be comfortable. He wants to be the so so much, and it's, it's with Shohei Otani. I don't know that we're ever going to know because he tends to be somewhat reserved um, in in those regards in a, in a personal sense. Fine, okay, to, that no problem with that at all. Um, but I I will. I give them credit for putting the, a team that has plenty of resources, mind you, the the opposite of poverty, but for not then hamstringing them so that they cannot easily compete to win. If you're going to make that much money, find a way to make sure your team can still compete. Mm-hmm. Then we're in. A, otherwise, you're in a scenario like so many times a player gets a massive contract, but then the team is because of the rules, which they're the loosest in baseball compared to the other three main pro leagues uh, this will allow the dodgers to spend as needed but they are also a good developmental team by the way when we were we, when i was asking last week about like which nfl team would organization would you least want to be involved with on the other side if you were to be in the front office of a major league baseball team the dodgers kind of close and we and take out otani just in general the dodgers close to number one
0: that I would least want to, no most, or most to yeah. be
2: a, a, a part of. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean there there is there's a lot to like about the way the the L.A. Dodgers run their organization, which 15 years ago I don't think you necessarily could have said that back in the Frank McCord era, 15 20 years ago. But now um, that is a very well run organization. They have a lot of money, but they but they develop a lot of stuff. They they're smart with what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't rely on being just a big market. I I I can't be all that angry at the Dodgers for doing what what they do.
0: Do you feel like like when I saw this deal happen and I saw you know the the amount of money and whatever. To me, now I feel like teams like the Brewers or other small market teams have to I mean if this I don't think we're going to see another player hit 700 million anytime soon. You know or the total value of what Otani's contract is I just I don't think we're gonna see that anytime soon it's a unicorn um but we're gonna to continue to see high contracts right four or five hundred million per year or not per year that'd be a, you know what I mean right but I almost feel like okay this is just more of a case for teams like the Brewers to continue doing what they did with Jackson Chirio, for them to retain their talent and maybe maybe compete against these bigger spending teams it's riskier but if Cheerio hits all the marks that a lot of people are expecting, that contract could look like a bargain in like five years.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: feel like seeing this kind of deal, this is what teams like the Brewers are now going to have to embrace a little bit more, is to invest a lot of money right away for maybe an unproven talent, but hope that the returns are, are bargains after that.
2: In lieu of a salary cap that's really the next best option, It is the yeah, like you said, it's riskier, but that's it that is a better way of being able to actually you know keep your talent long term and then understand that you're probably going to end up having to let those folks go mm-hmm. when they're done, but then the the best teams with this are gonna be the ones that can scout really well when they're younger and hold these guys together long term so you get like your Tampa Bay Rays um Braves, yeah. To, yeah, the Braves and, and, and uh, again, the, the Braves are are getting them when they're already kind of started. But the, but but then they but then they sign them to really long contracts, so there's a little less risk involved because you kind of know who you've got. But you're still getting them early. I mean, they still could have a they still could peak at age 26 or they have a big injury knocks them out for two to three years. Um, that's that's probably the best solution. So yeah, that's why like like that contract with the Brewers I think was a good choice um, given the circumstances. I think you're going to need to see more of that short of small market teams turning into glorified AAA teams, mm-hmm. which is bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You uh, don't want that at all. Who is the next player in line, like, future-wise for a big long-term deal? Do you know off the top of your head? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't consider Bellinger as that guy. You know, I, he's going to get a big cut. But I'm talking, like, 10-year, 12-year, whatever sort of thing.
2: Oh boy. Um like I mean, who's I'm, the next young? sport track the 2025 free agents um and I'm looking more like trying to figure like uh I'm last know. year was Judge. Juan, well Juan Soto is going to be the big name next. Oh year. yeah, that, that's uh, right. yeah, Juan Soto. Okay. Um but after that uh, I'm not seeing too many that like really are. Oh my gosh! So no, I think, I think that's that's about it. So next year could be a little dry.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
2: guess, um, unless there's someone from overseas, and I know we're getting a lot of a lot of Korean or South Korean to be precise, Japanese players. The Yamamoto deal. I'm very curious to see what that's going to be right um and then looking at like 2026 uh again, like Kyle Tucker's going to be up that year um, Luis Robert Jr is going to be up that year um you know presuming that there aren't you know like other deals that are signed Kyle Schwarber though he's getting up in age so I'm not sure yep. what he's going to bring Starling Marte but he's way up there in age I'd um, be curious to
0: see what like the Baltimore Orioles do with uh Holiday. Their prospect, number 1 prospect in baseball.
2: They don't sign players long term. I, I don't that's, know what that's, they're going to do.
0: That's where I'm like if you're Holiday and you see Jackson Cheerio signing that thing, is, are you a little like hey, I I wouldn't mind that or are you like, you know what? I'm confident in my game that I'll take my lumps in my first few years and then I know I'm going to get it, make it big somewhere else. I guess? I mean,
2: yeah, I I don't know.
0: Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Hi V and Toyson Ford. I'm Dan Casper, and a big thanks for tuning in. And as always, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a five-star rating and a positive review so others can find the podcast. Until next time, I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.